You are about to enter the courtroom of Judge Judith Scheindlin. The people are real. The cases are real. The rulings are final. This is Judge Judy. Who is this person? My name is Hollow Eve of Destruction. Is she a witness to these proceedings? Did she know she was coming to court today? And guess what? I don't give a fuck! Where's the rest of her outfit? (laughs) I simply do not enjoy any shred of conformity. You don't have a pair of long pants? They were unnecessary to my vision. Different kind of business, I guess. Would you wear that outfit to church? It is what I do all the time. No. Yeah, I just want to know where your head was at. (laughs) Your case is dismissed. How's that? I don't give a fuck. Welcome to Hello Uglies, the Dracula recap show for Season 3, Episode 5, titled No Throwaways, Not Recycled. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one neat freak germaphobe with a penchant for filth. From the Bloody Podcast Network, please say, Hello Uglies, to Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, Lori Roggenkamp. Hello. Shut up, Hello. <laughs> How are you, by the way? I'm good, Shrip. How are you doing? <laughs> Is this your weird new, uh, uh, like, uh, subliminal <laughs> advertising version of uh, Shut Up? I, I'm trying to figure out new ways to say Shut Up, Shut Up. It's not working, right? If I do Shut Up, that doesn't work? No, that worked, actually. Oh, okay. Maybe next time. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's so funny because we're here doing episode five only a couple of days after we did episode four. And I was talking to my boyfriend today and he, you know, he was really, he wanted my time and I was very busy preparing for this show. And I actually have sound clips that I've pulled for a couple of reasons. And um, he was like, you know, basically like, talk to me, pay attention to me. And I was like, I can't really busy. He's like, why are you doing this episode already? Like, just wait till next week. <laughs> and I was like, no, I want to do it now. I mean, people, the people are hungry, Lori. You know, they yes. want this content. Yes. I, yeah. I've heard many a people who are fans of the other podcast <laughs> say that they listen to our podcast because we come out with episodes sooner. Oh, is that so, true? Yeah. <laughs> so if you're here, hate listening. Yeah. Welcome. Oh, well, you know what's so funny is, and we'll talk about this at length, I it, it is so odd to me, and I'm not even criticizing uh, Reddit here, the Dragula subreddit community. I'm not. I'm not. You're, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Everyone's opinion is valid. Okay? We're not judging your opinion. We're yeah. judging your opinion as it relates to, <laughs> to the this parameters con- yeah. of the show. Yeah. Opinion is art, and art is subjective. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but... I am like gobsmacked every time I go on this Dragula subreddit. I was actually reading the season five post episode discussion today just to see what like sort of what the um, zeitgeist where it was on the whole episode. Right. And um, it is just shocking to me. And I wonder, are we the are we the crazy people, Lori? Are we the weird ones that once again, I saw the utter love 
for Louisiana Purchase. Now, by the way, I want everyone to know I'm not against Louisiana Purchase. She's just sort of middle of the road for me at this stage. No. I actually liked her a little bit more in this episode. Yeah. But that was like, you know, that it's. I still don't think she's going to win. Yeah, but the people, if you read the subreddit, they're like, well, once again, more evidence for Louisiana Purchase to be in the top three with, um, you know, they're like uh, with, uh, 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 I keep wanting to say Dax exclamation point, with um, Eva Destruction and with um, Landon's, no, they don't even put Landon, is it Landon Insider? Yeah, like Landon's, in, to a lot of people on Reddit, it's Landon Insider, Eva Destruction, and <laughs> Louisiana Purchase. And I'm like, where is this what? coming from? Yes. Yeah, it's I mean, very strange look, to me. I, I don't like. I feel like Dahlia Black is. I feel like Dahlia Black is the bitch of the season. Even mm-hmm. though people keep wanting to make Madeline the bitch of the season, I yeah. feel like it's Dahlia Black. Mm-hmm. But you cannot. <gasps> oh. You cannot argue at how creative Dahlia Black is. By the way, FY, it's so funny. You know, you can't. You're right. Um, we. And I want to come back to that, but I have to announce something right here. What? I got in trouble for the last episode. Why? Because I was... I, okay, so Okay, because then I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. My boyfriend did not get angry. He just thought it was very curious that I said that I would marry Dahlia Black if she got a haircut. Right? Did I uh-huh. say that? Uh, I, you talked a lot about how you, uh, if only Dahlia Black had a haircut. Yeah, okay. Or you changed your hair. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember like the gist of it, but you know, uh, it, yeah. I'm pretty sure now it's going to be like if only a Dahlia Black didn't have the nose ring. Yeah, or, you know something. You you keep going down. I feel like by the finale, you're going to be in love with Dahlia Black. Oh, don't say that, Laurie. Because he was like. Um, can you imagine if I went on? You know, I'm just saying. I'm not mad. I'm just saying if I went on a podcast and I said I wanted to marry somebody, I don't think you'd be having it. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Do you know Dahlia Black? No. Have you ever met Dahlia Black? No. I don't. Why does does do you ha- think you have a chance? No, no, no. That that his okay. Point, then but, why is Aiden so upset by that? I think Aiden's point was more the unfairness that oh. if he said he thought someone was so hot that he'd want. By the way, every fucking week he's telling about how hot this Land Insider is. Well, Land Insider is very attractive. I have told my girlfriend under no terms. I don't care if we are married with children. If J Lo or Charlize Theron comes to my door and says, "I want to have one night of sex," I would say, "All right, I'll see you in twenty four hours." <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would turn to her if she had a baby in her arms, and mm-hmm. I see, be like, "Okay, I'll leave fifty dollars for pizzas. I'm heading out." You know what's so funny? My mom went on this huge rant uh, yesterday, or day before yesterday, about this new Jennifer Lopez movie. About oh, how, yeah. About how Jennifer Lopez should be ashamed of herself showing her cellulite legs or something like that. Does J-Lo have what? cellulite legs? I don't know. I don't know what my mom was talking about. I don't can know. I, can I be frank sure. right now? And yeah. I don't want you to take this the wrong way. Yeah. But your mom's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Go on. And the next time I see her, I'm going to kick her in the vagina. <laughs> How dare she say anything about J-Lo's legs? J-Lo was sculpted by the gods, okay? Have you seen J-Lo's Versace runway walk? No. Oh, my God. You got to look it up. It is like, so remember the dress that she wore 
I think it was like at the MTV Awards or something that like really see through dress. Sure. When she was uh, with Diddy. I'm I'm uh, I'm a gay person, Lori. Well, I guess gay guys worship her. I'm not one of those gays. But um, she she made it even like skimpier, and she wore she walked the runway at mm-hmm. the end of the Versace fashion show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, she looked gorgeous. So yeah, your mom uh, your mom doesn't know what she's talking about. Well, my, my mom's a big J Lo fan. That's what that's what's funny. Uh, Haley Sklan says I would drink her period blood. I uh, I would consider it. I would consider it. Would you really? Okay, let me ask you a question. Because obviously drinking a glass of period blood, which is actually, it's appropriate that we're talking oh. about this episode because it's going to come up today. And, uh, you know, but uh, but what if I had some of her period blood on my finger? Would you lick it off to have sex with her? Well, first off, I'd have to verify that it actually was her period She autographed blood. it. Like, How? What did she I don't want to tell you. Finger? I don't want to tell you. No, I would literally need. Uh, I would need to see what happened mm-hmm. in order for us to, in order for me to go for it. But also, I don't know because it's your finger, and I don't know where it's been. You know. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I don't know. Maybe this is not an appropriate conversation for this uh, episode or show. Is I was thinking about me and you, Lori. And I was thinking about... No, it's never going to happen. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> no, I was thinking about us as a comedy team. And I was thinking about oh, okay. uh, about how generally I'm pretty much the straight man, you know? <laughs> to To your, I know, so to speak, to your comedy stylings. And then, whatever, I was that's something I've always just known. I'm happy being the straight man to your uh, funniness, right? But then I was, I saw the um, Abbott and Costello routine again. It was, got posted on the internet of who's on first. All right, mm-hmm. and I was thinking like that might actually is there a way that we could do it with like, um, Drac Morta and somebody, and that it's basically like a who's on first routine, but talking about who the different drag queens are. Yeah, and I was like, maybe we still will do that, right? But yeah. but the I was realizing though in that version, it would be funnier if you were the straight man in that one. Yeah, I feel like we go back and forth. Yeah, maybe. I feel do. like we're versed. We're versed. You know? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're ver- tops and bottoms. <laughs> yeah, we're tops and bottoms. Uh, I think that, like, you know, sometimes you say crazy stuff and I have to call you out. I mm-hmm. think being a straight man is just basically all about calling people out. So yeah. Sometimes I call you out. Sometimes you call me out. I, yeah. I would say I will agree with you more often than not. I think you, you're better at calling me out than mm-hmm. I am at calling you out. But um well I yeah. think I think a lot of this is, you know what we'll have this conversation off the air. This is now getting to now it's also getting to like no you're the best. No you're the best. <laughs> yes. Now by the way I want everyone to know cuz Laura you should know I think it was maybe maybe last episode was the first time we've ever mentioned the Patreon uh page on this show. We got a bunch of Patreon signups I think specifically because of Hello Uglies. So oh, I want yeah well, I, welcome. Yeah, I want everyone to know I I'm changing the name of the Patreon soon. Uh, so right now it's patreon.com slash drag race recap. Like, in other words, if you love this show because you love listening to me and Lori, well, I got some news for you. There's a ton of me and Lori <laughs> content that isn't Hello Uglies. If you go to patreon.com slash drag race recap, and uh, I'm going to be changing the name of the Patreon, though. So if in the future you hear this and it doesn't work, well, then that name is patreon.com slash afterthought media. And I'm going to tell you something. Once I change the name, we're doing something special for our, our Hello Uglies friends, Lori. 
we're going to be having a special offer that if you sign up through uh you know through a certain date you know for oh. patreon uh at a certain level that i'll announce in probably the next episode okay they're gonna get those fakakta stickers and <laughs> you those, still have more stickers i have like okay i only have a few stickers but i have a ton of buttons and so really? I'll, yeah yeah we never we, we couldn't ship the buttons that was the thing, remember? Because it turned Why? into well. Oh, you didn't know about this? Oh, wait. I'll tell you off the air. I'll put a note because no one listening who's not on Patreon doesn't get. <laughs> anyway, so people are like, "Please stop." Yeah, please. Get we'll to talk the about point. it off the air. But everyone should know it's coming soon. I mean, you can sign up now, but uh, but if, if you wait a couple of weeks, wait a week, wait wait two, wait two weeks, there's going to be uh, a special offer where you're going to get Hello Ugly's buttons because I have a fucking shit ton of them uh, because we couldn't ship them with the merch and also the whatever Hello Ugly stickers and merch I have left. All right. With that said, this week, the Boulay brothers aren't mad at Israel. They're mad at the dirt. The contestants are challenged to bring their best trash queen couture. Priscilla opens up, Hollow laughs, and Priscilla has a meltdown. Before the girls walk the runway, they walk the stained carpet, and they were interviewed by season two contestant Disasterina. Oh, that's another thing, by the way. Everyone on Reddit is so stoked to see this Disasterina. Fucking hell. I couldn't. Oh, it was so good. In the end, Priscilla Chambers was named the winner of the challenge, while Eva Destruction and Hollow Eve were forced to go head-to-head in the extermination challenge. After Eva blew a roach in Hollow's mouth, Hollow Eve got in her white SUV and drove to a commercial parking lot only to be suffocated at the hands of the Boulay brothers. Lori, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Uh, let me see. Um... I actually liked the challenge, how I feel about how the the people executed it might be different, but I like the idea of the challenge. I like the filth couture. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I liked the, I thought the Boulay brothers did a really good job. Mm-hmm. I felt like, I, I remember, I wrote, actually wrote down, I wrote notes this time, which I don't know if those will help me or hurt me, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like, the I I when I was hearing them judge the the people, especially when when Trackmorda was throwing shade at uh, Apora. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I wish just one episode the Boulay brothers would would swap with the um, sugar bakers from Camp Wanakiki, and they would judge Camp, Camp Wanakiki. Oh, I would just love to see how they. Oh, really? Because I wish the Boulay brothers would invite the the Sugar Baker twins over for dinner at their safe house. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, yeah no, I want that instead. Yeah, oh, I had a very lengthy conversation with one Taylor Latte boy who wanted to tell me about how much he hates this horrible Camp Wanakiki, and I was like, I'm going to tell you. Here's the deal, and I'll say this now. It's, Dracula has stepped its pussy up so much. So much. That I find myself, and I don't even find myself this with Drag Race, where I'm like, oh, I wish this was longer. You know? Yeah. Where, like, I want more. I'm like, when is episode six? Like, I love this season. Like, I, I want... Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. You go. I think this week's episode of Camp Wanakiki is about the same length as this week's episode of Dracula, And... I want to kill myself about 10 minutes in. Yeah. No. 
I, I will tell you this. I no joke. I watched <laughs> I watched Camp Wanakiki and Dragula. I watched I watched Dragula the, this episode twice. Mm-hmm. The first time I watched it just to get a baseline, which yeah. is how I like to watch these shows, just get like a and then I watch it for again to kind of pick up more information and see if I notice anything. But the first time I watched I watched them both and I had I didn't even I had the sound on for Camp Wanakiki yeah, yeah. and I had I was watching the Dracula. <laughs> Uh, and I had the sound on for Dragula, mm-hmm. and I went back to Camp Wanakiki to see if maybe I missed something because I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. Didn't miss a guy. No, you didn't miss thing. a thing. Well, didn't because, miss a thing. <laughs> hold on, I should I should say for people listening because not everybody knows what Camp Wanakiki is. Camp Wanakiki is a drag uh, reality competition show, but it's on YouTube, and it's hosted by the Sugar Baker Twins, who in real life are the twin brothers that own the Hamburger Marys chain. Yeah. And this show is so horrible. I don't. I don't understand how. I don't even understand how YouTube hasn't just struck it down just for being horrible. You know. Yeah. And uh, and we're covering it for Patreon supporters. It, it it really is. I feel like I've I've served my duty to this country. I'm not even joking. <laughs> yes. Me me you and Jimmy Anti, who was our drag queen co-host for uh, Camp Wanna Recap, are it's a Patreon only show about this show. Oh my god, it's awful. It's Check awful. Out season one with me and Justice Blaine Wainwright. Mm. Anyway, uh, okay, so go on. What were the, what were the thing you didn't like? Uh, the thing I didn't like was I didn't like. I there were a couple of things that I would say mainly I didn't like the execution. I'm going to say that for this one. Although like, I, you're I about have like, more like the execution of the like in other words the way they finish something or you're talking about the actual like extermination. No, no, no. Sorry. The way that they killed Halloween. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't like that. I felt like, so say what you will about Hollow. I mean, we could, you know, I very drastically said in the first episode that I thought she was going to be, they were going to be a one hit wonder, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now I am a total stand of Hollow Eve. I think okay. Hollow is an amazing drag performer. Mm-hmm. And I think that, yeah, Hollow has like, uh, ideas that she wants to get across and stuff like that. And, you know, we'll get to whether or not I, I thought that what I thought about the outfit, mm-hmm. but I felt like if you're, when you execute that character, it's like, it has to be something big. And it was just so like, it just felt so last minute. Yeah. You know, it felt like, well, we got to do this. So what are we going to do? Well, I'm actually, I got to head out. Well, why don't you just make a U-turn back into the parking mm-hmm. lot real fast? Mm-hmm. I'll put a paper bag over your head and then we'll call it a day. Well, I think that's sort of the problem of doing the the exterminations at the same time that they do the episodes. Yeah, but I mean, I would say I, overall I agree with you because I feel like the, the executions – or the killings for for this season have been a little less than, mm-hmm. but I thought Maxi Glamorous was great. I thought, and but they had a great her. set. They had a, they they were they were at that Renaissance fair, so they had a great setup. Uh, I guess so, but they were able to do that thing where they split uh, their head open, mm-hmm. and I thought that that was you know I don't know I I thought I just felt like a little cheated. I felt like Halloween was a little cheated out of out of a really good death scene. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I you know there's other stuff going throughout, but I'll, I'll but the overall I feel like I don't know I just felt a little sour about that. 
All right, very good. Uh, all right, here's what I liked about the episode. One, I loved... Cause actually, what's funny is that at the end of it, I was like kind of dreading doing the notes because I was like, ugh, so much has happened. But in reality, in terms of taking notes and breaking down the show, not much happened. Like, there's a ton of drama. Yeah. But there isn't like... Like, last week's episode, there was a lot going on. You know, there was the knife and the the acting challenge and the yeah. and the looks and the this and the drama with Madeline. This one is pretty, in terms of structure, is pretty simple, but they packed it in with great content, well edited, even though I have some shady, there's some shady editing, but a good job doing shady editing. Um, yeah. Number two, I'm going to have to, I'll say it now because I might forget to say it later. Bravo, once again... For a Dracmorta Boulay giving us a behind-the-scenes peek at the show. You know, one of the things that's always so frustrating about RuPaul's Drag Race, and they used to do this on Dracula, I don't know why they chose not to do it today, is this pretending that they don't know what the drama is backstage. Yeah. You know? And this week, Dracmorta said, like, talking about Priscilla and the drama that we'll cover... She's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I saw on the monitors what was going on and yada, yada. And so acknowledging that they have full knowledge of what's going on in the boudoir, you know? But don't you also feel like that kind of made it feel a little staged when they said it's like they already knew what was happening in the boudoir, that they were like, oh, yeah, with all the drama that was happening in the boudoir. It's like, well, how how did you guys know that if you weren't like with them planning it? Sort of oh thing. really that's not the sense that i i thought where you were going and i might agree was her win was staged well like oh well we feel badly because that moment was taken with her so if her look is kind of decent because some people on reddit are saying that dahlia black's look was one of the best looks in the whole run of the show yeah it was amazing i was like blown away yeah at how good that look was so uh and i didn't think dahlia black's uh, interview was all that crazy. In fact, I rewatched it again today, taking notes, and we'll again we'll talk about this. Besides one person getting some very shady editing, all the interviews are pretty fine, to be honest well, with you. Can I be honest? Can I be honest with you? I feel like that interview was like telling somebody, "Hey, we're gonna throw a bunch of shit at you, literal shit, like human feces at mm-hmm. you, and we want you to react in a fun, positive way." Yeah, because dis- like, d- yeah, I how? don't get yeah, because Disasterina makes no sense. No, not at all. She and and I I feel like they said it in the best possible way, but they were like, yeah, Disasterina is a big personality. It's no, it's she's a loon. Yeah. Like Disasterina is just like this non sequitur machine mm-hmm. who just goes off on these tangents. And I was just like, to be honest, I thought Hollow Eve did the best interview. Mm-hmm. She just didn't let Disasterina get a word in it. I really do think everyone did fine. I, I, I don't know why. I thought they did fine. Yeah. And I and okay, we'll talk, we'll talk about it more in length when we get there. But they said it at the judging. They said which I like. They said that this was the hardest deliberation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because you know now you're getting into the nitpicking, which is what we're doing. We're nitpicking. Yeah. Because on the fate whole of it, it was a good episode. Yeah. You know, uh, I'll say the one thing I didn't like this Disasterina. Ugh, I mean, as much God. as I love doing the impression of her, I don't like watching her. Hey, no, how it, you doing? It's a me, Disasterina. And I'm like, oh God, oh. And God. I feel like she's gotten more. She's gotten worse. Yes, because people now it's like she has fans, mm-hmm. people who like like her, you know, Lori. And it's like so she feels like she's in her in the right for doing the 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 stuff she's doing. And Lori. it's like no, you're 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 terrible. Performer. Lori, I'm telling you on the Dragula subreddit once again. It's pretty much a given. It's stipulated that 
Disasterina was one of the highlights of this episode. She did amazing. Everyone was so glad to see her. But see, you know what? I would say... I hate to say it, but I think that's from people who just don't know what entertainment is. I'm not going to say anything. Uh, Please, uh, if you want to contact me or Lori, specifically Lori, about what she just said, you can go to HelloUglies.com where you can leave us a message. I don't know if you can send us written messages, but you can definitely leave a very mean voicemail message for Lori. All right. Okay. So let me me clarify what I mean. Yeah. I feel like there is a, a... there is a growing thing in uh, the new culture of watching clips of YouTube channels and, you know, just very short things in media. And people are viewing that as getting entertainment, as getting to see something that's funny and entertaining. Mm -hmm. And that's not really the case. That is a very short amount of window. Mm -hmm. What they're not, they didn't grow up on like actual cultivated characters with good writing and, and, you know, good acting. And so they don't know what good entertainment is. And so these people are coming from that genre, that background and seeing disaster and going, yeah, that fits my val- that fits what I know. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're choosing, they're saying that they like her. And so I, I just, to those people, I have to say like, you know, watch television. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you were doing a speech there. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go back to the show. In this week's cold open, we get the third installment of the Boulet Brothers murder house party. This time, Israel and an unnamed shirtless hot guy are furiously cleaning the kitchen of blood. The Boulets walk in and are horrified by the job the guys are doing. Each Boulet then goes into a word-for-word reenactment of two separate scenes from Mommy Dearest. Drakmorda tackles the Mad at the Dirt scene, and Swan does a part of the No Wire Hanger scene. After their performances, the Boulet brothers walk some trash out and dump it with the other garbage, which includes the, the corpse of the unnamed shirtless hot guy. Uh, Laura, your thoughts on this cold open? So, I think... I- I will say I liked, for the most part, this cold open. Yeah. But it wasn't my favorite of the season. Okay. I will say this is the least favorite cold open of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have been my favorite cold open of the season if Israel <laughs> had been Mommy Dearest and the Boulet brothers were cleaning up the kitchen. <laughs> then I would have been like, Yes. That is that is an episode because if you think about it, the Boulay brothers were the reason for the mess. Yeah, they were the reason why the the this mess, and then they get upset with these people for for cleaning. Yeah, so you know, and also they kind of like just started, but on for the Boulay brothers side, they were terrible. I mean, Israel was throwing away popcorn one kernel at a time, <laughs> and uh, they were cleaning up blood with dry paper towels. So. Yeah. You know, they weren't doing a great job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, for the most part, I was fine with this cold open. And, uh, I love, of course, I'm always down for a great Mommy Dearest reference. So that was fun. You're right. I don't know if I would have done that. But, you know, there in, in the scene that Swan was doing with the shirtless hot guy that gets murdered, right? Yeah. Uh, in the real scene in Mommy Dearest, you know, uh, Joan Crawford leaves the room, storms out. And the little yeah. girl is kind of epic. She just leans, she like sits down and she leans her up, up against the wall and she goes, I think she says like, 
Jesus Christ, or something like yeah. that. And because she's like covered in powder. Yeah, right? yeah, she's she like covered in powder. All the powder all over the room. Yeah, and she. I think she says like Jesus Christ or something. And it would be kind of funny if Israel did that, you know, or yeah. something like that. Like ended the scene that way. Uh, but the, and also like once it, it's it's so funny because they're like. To me, it's like again, it's it's just a very simple logic problem. It's nothing like they used to have in the old days. But no. they're go they're being very fastidious about how much they clean this apartment, right? Yeah. And they're cleaning it up, blah 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 blah. But then they just leave a bag with a corpse just like lying right out there. A knocked over trash can. <laughs> they just have an accumulation of trash. They don't yeah. have it in a trash can. Yeah. It's knocked over. Yeah. And the corpse is just lying out there. So they're they're super. They care about what's inside the house, but <laughs> yeah. once it gets outside the house, they're like, "We, I don't care how it gets to wherever it needs to go." But that's uh, the thing is just the careless. They don't care if they get caught. Like it just seems like they're like, "We'll just leave this corpse around." Yeah, I mean, you know, they did like murder a bunch of people in an ambulance in the first episode. <laughs> so I have a feeling that they're, you know, they're not necessarily like going like we need to really cover our tracks. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> We need to start. We need to start working backwards. Um, yeah, I I will say I felt like again, this is a very nitpicky thing. I wish they would have maybe stuck with one reference mm-hmm. and not done have both of them do this a different reference in yeah. the same scene. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I thought I I thought the Billy Brothers did great. I also liked how they kind of got in the dirt with them a little bit. And like you know, scrub the floors and stuff like that. So I thought. Well, that's that that what happens was, in the movie. No, I know, but I like that they did that because I, there's just always a sense that you know they don't want to get messy sort mm-hmm. of thing, and so I like that they they did that. Yeah, and uh, they look great. So they look fantastic. You know. All right, yeah. after last week's elimination, the contestants enter the boudoir, uttering their pithy comments. You know, I'm getting really sick of that. One, two things I want to say. Okay, let me go get back to it. Once seated, they all talk about the previous challenge as if they didn't all drive back together in the same van and as if they're all not staying at the same hotel. Dahlia announces she's never seen Game of Thrones and then makes a comparison to Game of Thrones. Madeline Hatter walks in the room to no one's surprise and then they all talk before being summoned to the floor. On the floor, the Boulet brothers appear and give the contestants their main challenge. They're to walk the runway in their best trash queen couture. As for the makeup, they can only use permanent markers and construction paper. The contestants head back to the boudoir. Before you say anything, Lori, I want to talk about this. One, I noticed that they use that opening shot before they walk into the boudoir is the same shot from the very first episode because the tables are set up for all the contestants with the chairs which isn't the real the case in real life and two okay so in rupaul's drag race when you first walk into the workroom it's become a thing where you make some sort of like uh dumb catchphrase or you say something right but you do it once the first episode okay now it seems like everybody is doing it every single time they walk in the boudoir. Do you think that's an instruction? What do you think about that, Lauren? What do you think about everything we just talked about? I think so. I think I think they're like, you know, we we need to add content. So if you have something fun to say when you enter the boudoir, say it, you know. And it's like the thing that I always get frustrated with is the people like Priscilla or Do- Priscilla this episode and Dahlia last episode when they're leaving the the boot when Dahlia was leaving the boudoir and she just turns to the empty boudoir and goes mm-hmm. like yeah. she's so frustrated with you know the situation that she's live she has to de- live with mm-hmm. and then uh, Priscilla this episode when she walks through the boudoir and just kind of goes Ugh. like yeah. you know it's just like if you don't have anything to say just walk through you the just walk in. Thing. 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I think I said this episode two or three, I just had to let go my frustration with that because it was really bugging me. And I was just like, I, this is uh, obviously they're like, you know, we renovated the back room. We spent however much money we're showing yeah. every inch of this place. Yeah. We're show, we're showing repeats as long as the season. So it's like, okay, if that's what they, that's what they want to do, then that's what they want to do. But well, um, I think also on that first day it was pristine. And now I'm sure it's like a fucking pigsty too. Oh yeah. And I'm sure it smells to hog heaven. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I I thought it was. I also, yeah, I don't know. I felt like it was a little like kind of forced, you know. Like mm-hmm. um, Matt, uh, I think Hollow Eve starts talking, okay. and you can tell that she doesn't have like me when I usually start talking. Yeah, she doesn't have an end point. Mm-hmm. You know, she's like starting one of her things, and then she kind of just like keeps talking and then all of a sudden magically the alarm for them to come to go to the uh stage sounds off and it's yeah. like well yeah obviously they were like hey guys we're about to play the alarm so uh if somebody could just say something real quick and then we'll play the alarm and you guys walk out and it's like you know because it just seemed really forced and then like madeline comes in like almost right before they all leave to the stage it was like what was she doing you know, so well, I kind of think, and I'll and we'll get to this in the next segment. I kind of think that in that whole, prist- but I want to jump on what you said right now. In that whole Priscilla drama, I think now. Good, look, I'll say this before I, I be. This is not a criticism, actually. This is actually a compliment that the editors, you know, are building a story. So the the story producers and the editors are building a story, so they have to do this, but. I feel that they took a real moment with Priscilla and the cast and played around with the timeline so that they had a narrative arc. I'll talk about that when we get to the next segment. Um, Because I think things happen out of order, and I'll tell you why I think that. But I think they did it so that there was something leading into the floor show. Does that make sense? Because yeah. basically the conversation that uh, – and we'll, again, we'll talk about in the next segment. The conversation with between Priscilla and um, and Hollow, it just seems weird to have that conversation the next day. I think it all happened in about 20 minutes and then they stretched really? – well, I don't know if it's 20 minutes. But like I feel that like they stretched it out to uh, – to, so that – it continues on to the next day, and then all of a sudden they put makeup on, and they, they're like, you know, come to the floor. The floor show's about to begin. By the way, which is so funny, for the first time this season, no one quote-unquote reacts. And I think it's because they just didn't do it, you know? Like, yeah. I think they just took stock footage of the, of the contestants putting on their makeup, and then they go, like, they play the announcement, but no one reacts to the announcement. And I think it's because... Again, because things are out of order. In terms of what we're talking about right here, in terms of what we're talking about right here, um, what do you think about... I'm getting kind of sick of this whole weird thing uh, about um, where they... And and again, I know it's reality television. They have to do it. But like pretending like, oh, we haven't had a conversation about what happened in the last episode. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... Well, they don't do. I was gonna say, do they do that on? No, but they know immediately who gets eliminated. Yeah, they they're, they're there when they get eliminated. Yeah, you know. And I, then also, what they do it's very clever on Drag Race is the opening segment now of the next episode is actually immediately after 
the first ep- the latest the least the last episode. So what you that that opening segment is actually them getting out of drag from the last episode. Yeah. So they're talking about it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they insist on doing that. I I would actually rather like it if it was like that where it was like you know, everybody's waiting, like, because they had to travel, right? So yeah. everybody's waiting to get in the van, and they're like, who's going to be in the van with us? And then it's like, oh, uh, you know, it's uh, it's Madeline. You know, and then they drive back to California, or they drive back to Los Angeles or wherever they are. So I would even like that more. But yeah, this whole, because I feel like the thing that annoys me is it's not just like, I wonder who went home and blah, blah, blah. They go through everybody, yeah. you know, and it's like, you, we were all there. We saw it, you know, like we know what happened. Yeah. So. Well, that's the thing. I I, I will say, can I get back? I'm a little confused as to what you were trying. Are you saying that you think that Priscilla mentioned the stuff about her drug use before they announced that it was going to be Phil Couture? No, no, I'll get what we're, we're going to get to there in that segment. But what I'm talking about right now is what I would prefer is if they were just they just had a comp they just talking normal people and and obviously talking about like normal people could be oh you know they, they you know i wanted to hear about what the conditions were like how cold it was they kind of referenced that you know one of the things they mentioned that i was like i made a note is they were like they were talking about maxi and they were saying kind of nice things about maxi glamour and how like they she, you know specifically um uh, uh what's her name again Eva Destruction was saying how, you know, she hated Maxie, but then they worked together and she was fine. She goes, I'm just glad I don't have to hear about Polka again. And I was like, that's actually the thing. We we never saw Maxie no. really talk about Polka that much. So like, I think the one time, other than when she, the first episode, when she had mentioned that she was all about Polka and Baklava. Yeah. Was that when, the, remember when they were rehearsing for the monster scene, they said that uh, Maxie's monster was going to say something unintelligible, mm-hmm. and then Maxie goes polka, and everybody just starts laughing. <laughs> so. Um. All right. Attention, Wh- podcaster! Attention, podcaster! Uh, no, I'm talking over this. I'm not going. I'm, we're not going to commercial. I'm not doing it. No. Begin. No, we're I not. The commercials are about to begin. I'm not allowing this the to happen. No. To I'm going to continue Seriously, talking. It's stop. not going to happen. No. Seriously. No. I'm not allowing it. No. No. All right. And we're back from that break. Uh, all right. You know what, Lauren? And that's just... how I got chlamydia the second time. <laughs> Oh, All sorry. Right. I was finishing my story. You interrupted me. Bro. All right. Back in, back in the boudoir. Pris- okay. I'm going to tell you something, Lori. This whole segment before we get into discussion is very long. I may stop at points just to like breathe and talk. All right. Okay. Back in the boudoir, Priscilla shares in a confessional that back at home, she is known as a trash queen for all the wrong reasons. This challenge is important to her because she wants to reclaim the title, but on her own terms. In the boudoir, Priscilla immediately opens up about her addiction issues. She was using drugs up to a couple of days before receiving the call that she was on Dragula, and she credits the competition with helping her stay off drugs. She also reveals that she had been homeless at one point. The other contestants listen sympathetically, but then Israel walks in with permanent markers and face pages on a tray, and the attention shifts to the task at hand. Let's stop there for a second. It's a very quick discussion. Did Um, you see the look on Priscilla's face when, when she's talking and Israel walks in with the markers? I will say this. I felt like, though, there had been a cohesive 
like point to that conversation though. Like, like I could a see natural that maybe. End. Yeah, it was an. I think didn't land and say something like, "And you are going to prove it," or something like. Because mm-hmm. she was like, "Priscilla's like, I want to prove that I'm, you know, I'm not the same drag." And then Lana was like, "And you are going to prove it." And then Israel walks in, so I can I can kind of see Priscilla's. I kind of understood Priscilla being like, "Oh, I wanted to continue," but also it's like there had been a natural point. Yeah, Israel walks in, and then they're like, "Okay," so it's like you know, I. I gotta be honest, I felt like Priscilla was really hammering this in. Mm-hmm. I mean, good for her for for kicking drugs and, you know, doing it and all that stuff and, and I, I can't imagine what that's like, but you know, I think it's I think it was very ham fisted this this whole thing. I, I honestly feel like this meltdown or quote unquote meltdown was more uh quote unquote fake or, or forced than Halloween's. I don't think it was fake. Let's move on. I don't think it was fake, but I do think there's not some... fake, but like you know, yeah. I think she kind of hammed it up a little bit. Oh, okay. So later, Madeline Hatter pulls Priscilla aside and shares her own past with addiction and homelessness. As they speak to each other off to the side, Louisiana Purchase does something with Hollow's permanent marker makeup that makes Hollow Eve cackle. This upsets Priscilla Chambers. Randomly. Priscilla then decides to then teach everyone how to use permanent marker makeup, and everyone is having a grand old time. Then later, she gets upset again. I want everyone to understand that I don't believe this edit, okay? And she storms off so to the... So you don't believe that, that she got upset, that they all went home, and then, and then later she gets upset? You believe that she got upset and then... Well, no, no, they go, no. Me. So here's what... Okay, let me finish this paragraph. And then storms out to the bathroom with Eva Destruction and Madeline Hatter running after her. Stop. What I'm saying is... And we'll get to this further in discussion because you have kind of the timeline wrong. What happens on the show is she has that conversation with um, Madeline Hatter. Hollow uh-huh. laughs. She gets kind of pissed off. And then randomly there's a hard... Really hard left turn when she's like, I'm mad. And then she goes like, and then she's yucking it up with all the other contestants putting on the permanent marker makeup, right? Yeah. And it's actually been very tender with Hollow Eve and very nice with her and stuff like that, right? And then all of a sudden, she's like, no, actually, I'm really mad about this. And has this huge meltdown. And then they go to the bathroom. Then she comes back. Then they come back. And then Madeline all of a sudden says, I think we should go home. Then they go home. And then when they come back the next day, Hollow says, I want to apologize to you. And then they have the apology. And then they put on the makeup and they go to the floor show. I'm going to finish this this whole thing. And then I'll tell you what I think happened. All right. Okay. Because Pre- I think I have a different opinion of than you. So. All right, you're entitled to be wrong. Priscilla breaks down and Madeline and Eva talk her down. As they're talking her down, a regretful Halloween spies on them and hears Madeline Hatter talk about the other contestants and their bullshittery and Hollow gets upset. They walk back to the boudoir to let everyone know what happened and how they feel and how they are just going to let the moment sit. We're talking about, maybe do that with proper names. Hollow walks back to the boudoir to let everyone know what happened. Hollow... F- how hollow feels and how hollow feel and how hollow is just going to let the moment sit. Priscilla walks back inside and everyone decides they should go home. Okay. Um, the next day, Priscilla comes back to the boudoir with other contestants. She calls the moment from the previous day and hollow Eve apologizes. And then they all put on their makeups. Okay. So here's what I think happens, right? I think in my theory, Madeline pulls Priscilla aside 
Okay. They have that conversation. Hollow laughs. And we can talk about the merits of that, too, when we get to it. Then I think there's a big thing about it. And then maybe it calms down for a bit. Because if you notice, too... Okay, talk about what I just... Let's, let's go back to what I said. Priscilla, to, to kind of give credence to what I'm saying. Priscilla is on, off to the back of the room with Madeline Hatter. But then all of a sudden she's with the table with the girls, yucking it up and teaching them how to do the makeup. But then when we go back to where she says she's still mad, they're, she and Madeline are still in the back of the room. They go back, to, they jump to the back of the room. So I'm saying... I don't know how long of a time there was in between, but I think it all happens in one, where then Priscilla has the meltdown. At, you know, there's a, a moment, it's probably quiet for a while, and then she goes, you know what, I'm still mad. And then she goes to the bathroom. Eva and Madeline talk, you know, go over there. Uh, uh, Hollow Eve goes and spies, comes back, says the moment sit. Priscilla comes back, there's probably some awkward makeup going on. Then um, Hollow apologizes because also Hollow's personality is the kind that she's going to call it as soon as she can. She's not going to yeah. spend the night, you know, sitting on it. She's not going to, you know, that she's going to call it as soon as she can. So then I think they apologize, they make up, and then they yuck it up. And then Priscilla does the, okay, now we're all good. Priscilla goes, ah, ha, 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 everything's good now, and do the makeup. And then they go home. The next day is just boring getting back into makeup. and that's so, so in other words, they needed to cut it up because they needed content for, quote, unquote, the next day. Otherwise, there'd be nothing happening the next day. Thank you. I can see that. Here's what I think happened. Okay. I think <laughs> I think they um <clears throat> they told uh you know I think that Madeline and Priscilla were ta- were talking, right? Okay. Then the other the producers were like, "Well, while they're talking, why don't you guys work on your makeup and like start put, you know, f- figuring out how you're going to do your makeup." Mm-hmm. So, I think then th- then they started doing that and they were kind of goofing around and unbeknownst to Priscilla you know, they were laughing about something else and Halloween starts laughing really loud. Cause she's a loud person, you know, like myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, it kind of like, like Priscilla had said earlier, it kind of made her lose her train of thought when she was talking to Madeline. Mm-hmm. So then she goes, okay, I'll let, you know, I'll let it go and we'll just, you know, move on. And she moves on and she, you know, does the, um, the, face painting and she kind of does all that stuff with with the other performers Mm -hmm. then the producers who don't want to let it go Mm -hmm. you know because remember when it first happens priscilla is in the uh it says over the confessional i don't think that she was laughing at me but i i feel like i do i think she was laughing at me something like do i think she was laughing at me no but it still was a little you know insensitive that that happened and I think that 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 happened right at when, after they had been fooling around with the makeup and stuff mm-hmm. or the markers. So mm-hmm. I think Priscilla, they had go, well, do you feel like maybe it made you look bad? Or I think the producers were kind of putting stuff in to Priscilla. Then Priscilla comes back and, and is in the room with everybody, you know, and that's I think where she started thinking and going like, you know, oh yeah, I am upset about this. And she started rethinking everything. And then that's when she freaks out and has like a a meltdown. And then I think 
Hollow Eve recognizes that, you know, there might have been a miscommunication. So she goes to talk and she hears Madeline say, you know, all bullshittery. And she, you know, gets upset in the beginning because she feels like Madeline is talking about her. Mm -hmm. But I think Hollow Eve then recognized, you know, she even said, this isn't about me. Mm -hmm. She took a moment. She goes, this this is not my space. It's not a space for me right now. This is about Priscilla. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, Hollow realized that, you know, they have to allow Priscilla to sort of just ruminate. And then the next day, I think Hollow did, you know, almost immediately when, when the, when they got into the boudoir, Hollow immediately went up. And I think either the producers were like, are you going to, Hollow, do you want to apologize? I have a feeling that Hollow apologized way before this even happened. I have Mm -hmm. a feeling that like off camera, Hollow was like, Hey, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And then, but then the producers are like, well, we need that on camera. So if you could walk up to Priscilla and apologize, that'd be great. So I think that's why it was such a non issue when she did apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it was all staged by the producers. I don't necessarily think it was, a, there were any editing choices. I just think it was one of those things where, you know, the producers were like, well, how, kind of, because they, I think Priscilla was le- letting it go. And the producers were like, well, we don't want that to happen. So then they, you know, that's why I was saying in the when they said the thing about in the boudoir, when Drac Morta said the thing about her, you know, we know that there were issues in the boudoir. I was like, well, did they see the real to real? Did they know that there were? Did they see that there were? No, they said that they said they saw it on the monitors. So then, like, were they the ones who were like, oh, we should explore that, or you know, well, you just made that up. I'm just saying that I feel like it was a little. It made it seem like it was a little staged. All right. Well, let, now let's get back to the merits of what actually happened, what we saw happen, rather than just the editing. Okay. I think we can both agree that Hollow got the shit end of the stick here. That, yes. like, in other words, you can't, in other words, I could see if they were at the table with the other contestants, okay? Yeah. And he says this, and then Hollow's just <laughs> laughing, right? Yeah, but if, if you- this was the moment in the beginning where he, Priscilla, she, Priscilla first... Uh, mention the stuff about the drug addiction. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Hollow just completely, de- you know, one eight ignores her and just starts laughing and stuff. Yeah. I think that, that then I would have been like that. And actually, that's w- what I was expecting when I first watched it because mm-hmm. you had told me that there was an issue. Yeah. And so I was watching it thinking, oh, when Priscilla first announces it, I go, oh, well, this is when Halloween. No, everybody was paying attention. Mm-hmm. And then they, what, what I don't understand is, Every other time that there's been an issue where somebody's wanted to talk to somebody, they've gone outside of the boudoir. Yeah. Why did they stay in the boudoir for this? Be- well, I don't know that, but I don't know the answer to that. That's a good question. Yeah, because Madeline Hannah, when she wants to have a private conversation with Dahlia, they go to the fucking stage. You they know? go to the stage. They yeah. stay there for like 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Hashing out, you know, the stuff that they've already hashed out four times. Yeah. And then, you know, so... I, I don't yeah I don't know why they had to stay in the boudoir for that to happen. But anyway, the point and is, also uh, Madeline's well, thing was let me show you what I made. So it wasn't even like you know I don't I just thought it was weird. So uh, what I was gonna say is that like maybe Hall, I mean everyone's giving them their space. Like yeah, it's a very small room. Yes, the cameras are on them because I was saying like. You know, I you know when I, I don't know if they did it again this year, but the, the last DragCon that I went to, you know, they had the actual workroom there at the DragCon, right from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, and while it's still a big space, it's a lot smaller than you think it is. Okay. Yeah. So that I could tell that when RuPaul's doing the the walk the the, the table visits, 
you can hear what everybody is saying. That's how, even though, like I said, even though it's a bigger space, it's it's not that big. Okay. Yeah. So this is even tiny. I'm sure this room is very, very tiny. So I'm sure even oh, them yeah. having the conversation, they can hear it. But I think what the other girls are doing, since they obviously went to the side to have this conversation, is they're giving them their privacy. They're giving them their space. And they're just doing their thing and talking to each other. And, keep, and almost, probably almost talking just to give them that privacy so that they don't seem like they're listening. You know? Yeah. And so... um so I, I think Hollow got the shit out of the stick there. See, the other thing is too, and I'm I'm sure I'm sure this is going to be the comment that really I I put my foot in my mouth is because I've never had addiction issues. Because, oh, well, I'm addicted to Doritos, but that's obviously not the same as being addicted to drugs or alcohol, right? Yeah. And um, so I've never been treated for addiction issues. I've never had to go through a twelve step program. But I imagine from what I even know, but the twelve step program is. They con- there's a reward system, and I think it's important psychologically. Like you get your your one day chip, and I don't know how many chips you get, but maybe like a week chip, then a month, then a, you know two weeks. I don't know what it is, right? But they give you in the in the early days, you get rewarded and praised and applauded for the little victories, and it's not until you have an established run of of a success that it, it spreads out. And because I, I think that those early victories psychologically are important to you. Okay. Yeah. So that, you know, I mean, if you think about what Priscilla is saying, she is newly off drugs and went straight from going cold sober to then going to this reality competition, which, by the way, is psychologically stressful. I don't think that's good for an addict. That is, yeah. That that made me really worried. I was like, oh, yeah. that's, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah. And two, She's not, and yeah, because an addict needs a lot of praise at first to know they're doing the right thing to 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 really feed into what we. It's not just Priscilla, not just addicts. We all want praise, and I think when you're that vulnerable, you want a lot of praise. You need a lot of praise, right? And so, to go to a place where you're being criticized, you know, must be very diff- even more difficult psychologically for a person who's an addict. And so I think. She saw this, he'd probably been saving it as this is my moment. You know, the previous episode, Eva had her, I went to a, uh, a mean school moment, yeah. right? I had to I had to ask somebody <laughs> to let me use the bathroom. Yeah, and so I cried. And it was yeah. the worst childhood ever. And um, and to, now I, I'm an addict and, and I'm just off of drugs. And I think she wanted it to be, she had just seen Eva have like her moment where she breaks out and cries and everyone surrounds her and what hugs her. And I think she wanted that. And I do think she was waiting for that. And then Israel walked in. I'm not saying she should have gotten it or whether she deserved it, but I think she was downtrodden because she didn't get to have that moment. They took her moment. And I think that's why a lot of this episode is her trying to find mo- ways to get that moment. But I think she's going about it in the wrong way. I'm not saying she's going about it in the right way, but she's I, an addict. I, I can agree with you that I think, yeah, I think she definitely wanted this to be like her her moment. And I, But also, again, I will say, I think producers wanted this to be her mm-hmm. moment. I think when they saw that she was going to talk about their drug, they were like, okay, let's, let's figure out ways we can put this in there. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I also didn't really like how Madeline kind of took over the situation as well. I felt like Madeline maybe, like, first off, Madeline brings Priscilla over to talk about her addiction. <laughs> well, look, Madeline's a narcissist. And then and then goes, yeah, oh, but enough about me. What about you? And then as soon as Priscilla starts talking, that's when Halloween starts laughing, which is just coincidental. But it's like, you know, I feel like 
any, if anybody you should be upset about it's it's Madeline because it's like hey you know we've already heard all about your stuff like if you want to talk to me about my addiction we could talk about my addiction mm-hmm. so um and then she does that whole thing where she says bullshit or she's you know it's just like I feel like she's kind of trying to play both sides well you know bit. that's you know hollow says this and I do agree with hollow here is I think she kind of forgives Madeline. I, I kind of read them between the lines because she's saying that Eva and Madeline are just trying to say whatever they can to make Priscilla feel better. And so she kind of gives them a pass a little bit. And I and I think that could be the case. Now, maybe I'll give Madeline the pass too. She's just trying to make this person feel better. And it's not really against Hollow. It's just trying to make this person feel better. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I just, I don't know. I don't necessarily know if that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're... Like, if I wanted to make you feel better, if I was like, don't worry about it. Luke Stamen is a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, you know, it's still making Luke feel bad. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> I just, you know, I feel like it's a little. Everyone, Luke Stamen is a person who's probably currently in the chat room, and he's a prominent listener of the show. Nobody likes him. Yeah. Um, No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm getting really harsh. I think, uh, I think Luke just got an erection because I said he's a prominent listener of the show. Uh, have you said everything you want to say about this topic? Yeah, I I that, will say I felt like somebody should have asked more about Priscilla's actual, like, mental status. Mm-hmm. Because I felt a little like people should have been more, a little, you know, crazed about how she just got off. She essentially, she said she was detoxing on the plane. Yeah up here yeah and i felt like that was i was like i wanted somebody to be like that's that's not great yeah because like even you were saying even the 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 thing about being um judged i would say the the up and down the euphoria and the and the you know the despair of performing Mm -hmm. where you know you she won right now that is she's going to have a, a very euphoric feeling that's the kind of stuff where like when you get when she gets off the plane if she wins or loses how is she gonna, you know, feel now that she knows she doesn't have that to go back to? Yeah. So, but I mean, congratulations to her. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know. Time for the floor show. The Boulay brothers open the oh, floor. Oh, oh, I have yes. one more thing to ask. Oh, sorry, yeah, of sorry. course, of course you do. Yeah. So what? I I forgot. What are the parameters of the the marker stuff? Because in the beginning, I thought they said that you could only use permanent marker and paper mm-hmm. for makeup yeah but then the people were used put it like uh land insider put on green paint well, and yeah and then there's a whole thing about the powder versus dolly yeah now yeah dolly, well no they said foundation okay and then you could use permanent marker or paper and then dahlia black had that prosthetic mm-hmm. and uh land insider had all that blue or that green paint on mm-hmm. so but then, and then at the end, they said that for finishing touches. So, what does that mean exactly? Was I don't that because, like, they when they were doing it, when they were like joking around and putting makeup on each other, mm-hmm. they were putting it on their lips and their eyebrows. So, was that just was it just lips and eyebrows? I don't know. I watched the same episode you did, Lori. Well, you're the drag knowledge person. Mm, I'm really not, though. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't think of what the. <laughs> you're the drag expert. Yeah. God damn it. I couldn't think of the word expert. All right. The floor show. The Boulay brothers opened the floor show with a mommy dearest inspired wig look and pink spider dresses, which I think I've seen before. Also, the guest judges are Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp, which is a brilliant guest to have. Everyone knows, Ugh. if anyone knows the twist of Sleepaway Camp. 
Yes. And it, I, I was so excited and I was so disappointed at what how she turned out to be as a judge. She was like the Paula Abdul. Yeah, she, she loved everybody, yeah. And then Bitch Pudding, who was super shocked by the contestants at the catch reveal. In fact, Lori, before we did the show, I pulled for the... Because you know what? Okay, so everyone should know when, when the Boulay brothers revealed the cast in early August... This bitch pudding came out right away with a YouTube video showing her reactions to the cast. Okay. Yeah. Now look, she showed up this episode. Like, I, if you meet, if you see our meet our monsters thing, I was dubious as to to her shock. Right. So, in fairness to bitch pudding, anyone who's gone by this point, I didn't put in this clip. Right. Because I'm like, okay, maybe she was genuinely shocked to see them there because she wasn't there. Right. Even though probably, she, she probably knew the entire fucking cast, right? But let's just say she didn't. She now I, I pulled her clip I pulled the clips of her reacting to the people who she just saw. Alright, so she knows they're in the show. Alright, here we go. Is that Priscilla? Madeline, fuck are you kidding? Yes, Queen! Y'all hide your kids and hide your wife, honey, because Hollow fucking Eve's in the building. <laughs> Is that Louisiana? Wow. No. No! That is my sister from Atlanta, Georgia, fucking Eva Destruction. Finally, holy fuck. I can just hear the fireworks going off around the world right now. Oh. They done did it, y'all. Dahlia Black in the building. I, like, told all my friends, I was like, if she is not on the show, I will not watch. We got Trey, y'all! Bitch! Landon fucking Cider. A drag king is in the building. Hallelujah. I was hoping the Boulets would... This makes me so proud. Look. I mean, I think watching back on it now... It's almost like faux confidence, like mm-hmm. faux surprise. Like she's just like, "What? <laughs> Landon Sider's in the building, y'all!" Like that's like just so like. I told my friends if she didn't get on there, I wasn't gonna watch. Yeah, right. Okay. I just don't like lies. Just say like, guys, I've known this for a while. I'm so excited, and then introduce them. Say like, okay, I've known this, and I've been able to. I've been. It's been the hardest secret to keep. Let's talk about it, and then stop on each one and go. This is who this person is. You are gonna be so excited by this person. Do it for everybody. You know, I but think it's because th- they don't want people to know that they that they knew. I think it's like this thing where they it has to always be a surprise to everybody. Why? I don't know. I it's just the way I feel like the Boulets roll. For some reason, I think it's the exact same reason why they always start each episode with "I wonder who's coming." <laughs> I wonder who's coming in. I wonder who got eliminated. Yeah, and you know, mean- even though that guarantee you, one of them helped the other person put their suitcase yeah. in their car. So you know, I think I think it's like. They just need to have this thing where it's like, we, oh, we don't know what's going on. So. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. 
So after the floor show, the contestants walked the stained carpet and were interviewed by season two contestant Disasterina. Most of the interviews were okay, but the editors fucked over Eva Destruction to build a narrative. All right, your thoughts on the stained carpet? We've already pretty much given our opinion. I do think they fucked over Eva Destruction. When I watched it the second time, you know, Disasterina asked, I'm stupid, good, and about my busy, you need like my busy. And then they, they, they just edit her. It's not even good edits. Her going like, uh. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I, I, I would, I would be interested. The only bit, okay. Here's what I'm gonna say. I yeah. agreed with you when I first saw that. I was like, that's bullshit. They obviously edited that. But then Eva then goes, yeah, I'm just not good with that kind of stuff. I get very tongue tied. Yeah, but that doesn't so mean that, maybe that that's it what didn't ha- happened. But maybe that's not what happened. She was just not necessarily as. That but they didn't want it, they didn't re- they realize it wasn't nearly as they needed to make they needed to make her look worse so it, it it justified why they put her in the bottom two. Yeah, I could see that. Although I will say I didn't I thought her outfit I agreed I thought her yeah. outfit was very basic. It was pretty lazy. Um, if if I could have I would have if I was one of the judges I would have voted to have disaster exterminated again. I would have had her <laughs> killed. That would have been yeah, wait, how do they explain in the lore of Dracula? Because they even say at the beginning of the show in the cold open, she's murdered at least four. They've murdered at least fourteen people. So in, in theory, Disasterina is murdered. So how is yeah. she showing up doing the stained carpet? We just gotta, you know what? You just gotta ride the wave. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you. If you, if you get bogged down with those kinds of things, you're going to drive yourself crazy. <laughs> All right. During the final judgment, Drac Morta was critical of Landon because the judges couldn't get a good look at his outfit. <laughs> yeah, and I, I told Laura, I'm like, what the fucking nerve? Try watching the show then, Drac Morta. And Halloween yeah. leans on Priscilla Chambers before proclaiming that she wouldn't change a thing about her outfit. In the end, Priscilla Chambers was named the winner of the challenge, while Evil Destruction and Hollow Eve were placed in the bottom two. Back in the boudoir. Before the extermination challenge, Hollow Eve goes on a rant of epic proportions. Now, I've pulled both her speech on the floor and also the speech backstage Lori, it's about two minutes long i'm gonna show you i'm gonna look at your camera signal to me if you ever want me to stop okay right. i never want you to stop i want this to be my ringtone okay i would change not a single thing i am not here to be translated for anyone but women so thank you women of this world i You're said welcome. we were trash and i took us out of the garbage and i put a beautiful look together using the things we've been asked to be ashamed of and i would not change a single part of this from the head to the fucking toe and i you know i'm actually going to stop there for a second because actually uh halloween has issued an apology on instagram because of this yes and I'll read it. It says, uh, I have a very real apology to give to so many people who share the struggle that I excluded them from. As I watched myself in episode five, boldly stand up and declare myself a woman, my heart dropped into my stomach. I am not a woman. Menstruation does not belong to women. It belongs to all bodies that menstruate and not all women menstruate. I apologize to all trans, non-binary, AFAB people who were left out of the struggle by my careless words. You don't deserve to be erased from the conversation. I am post-binary because a binary gender structure erases people put in episode 5. I did not represent my identity. I asked our community to be accountable for their words and am now holding myself accountable for mine. Uh, It goes on. 
where she asked for your forgiveness. But I think you get the gist of it there. Uh, Lori, any thoughts about the fact that she identified herself as a woman there? I, I didn't see... I didn't really feel like she identified herself as a woman more than that she was representing women. Okay. And that makes sense. But I could see that. I mean, I felt like she was saying, like, women are considered... I mean, she is viewed as a woman. So if she's viewed as a woman, then she's dealing with the same issues that women deal with. So women are objectified in certain ways. Um, I would say overall, I think Land Insider had the best saying which is that like lana was like i thought it was a crazy that that she did that with that kind of material she was able to do that bodice but it was just very plain like i don't necessarily agree with their whole thing about how from the waist down it looked boring because if you look at louisiana purchase it was the same thing and Louisiana Purchase has done that every time. Always has a uh, like a one piece on. Never has anything on below the waist, like on her legs. And so I think that um, I felt like that was a little weird of a critique. If you're gonna, you know, praise Louisiana Purchase and then turn around and say that you know, like uh, Halloween needs to put something on their legs, um, but. I felt like, you know, we we heard, we found out last a, a couple episodes ago that Halloween had used tampons in the freezer. Didn't see any of those. This was filth couture. Like this was the this was the episode that I thought, "Oh, Halloween is going to rock this out." Like Hollow is filth. That's all Hollow's talked about is being filth. And I was so excited and I felt like it wasn't Well, I, I, I'm, I'm going to stop you there because I'm sure people who know about this are banging on their steering wheel. But, you know, uh, uh, Hollow has addressed this. Do you know about the development here? Oh, what? Oh. So Hollow has said – by the way, before we say anything, I want to – on a on, on my on my own personal behalf, on behalf of Hello Uglies and behalf of Afterthought Media, I want to apologize for Lori misgendering Hollow Eve the entire time during that speech. I'm sorry. I said hollow. I didn't say you said her. she. You said she, and I oh. apologize. And I, I know, well, they, I know hollow one person who's particularly pressed by this, and I want that person to know I apologize. Who's that person? I don't want to say because then you get mad. Why? Hmm. Anyway, uh, who is it? I don't want to say. Who is it? Helena Handbag. Oh, Helena reached out to you. No, but remember she said she you didn't you made me take it out of the last episode. Now you want to talk about it. Oh. <laughs> All right. Okay. So what I was going to say is, so Hollow has come out and said that a lot of her anger stemmed from the fact that she was told she could not use the dirty tampons. The dirty tampons were for this look. Really? And she was, she was told she could not use them, that they would not be up to standard, and she was forbidden from using them. So then she said, okay, well, I'll just color in red or you know and she was not allowed to use the color red with the tent nope she was she was prohibited from using red from hinting that about blood from showing blood they basically she said she made the outfit the best she could according to the rules that were set forth by to her by the show and by the producers who told her she could not use the used tampons nor she could could she even insinuate blood 
That is ridiculous. They uh, had did that whole blood ritual. <laughs> they had blood. They were cleaning up blood in the cold open. In the cold open, they they let her pick up a dirty <laughs> needle off the floor and stick it back in her face. Yes. But they wouldn't let that is so oh, I am pissed off. And she right was now. saying that is why she was so angry. Yeah, I would be pissed too. If they told her you can't do this. I mean, look. Maybe she should have done they should have done something else with the um with the outfit. Maybe they should have gone a different way. But you know what? If you had planned this out and you brought all your stuff and everything seemed kosher and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, we can't let you." I would be fucking I don't understand why Hollow didn't say that. Why didn't Hollow say, well, "Look, they, you guys Hol- told me I couldn't use the tampons." Hollow may have done that. Now, uh Oh, that's so I'm so pissed right now. <laughs> all right, let's move on here. Here we go. Let's go to the next part. Also, uh Eva Destruction has the hairiest ass I've ever seen in my entire life. All right, very good. Thank you. That's all. I'm loud, and I know I have a lot of opinions, and I know that when I get passionate and I talk loud, I sound like your fucking mother. But sometimes women, when they talk passionately, should just be listened to. Thank you. My name is Hollow Eve of Destruction. I am a fucking monster, and maybe I don't belong here. My heart is an elimination challenge. It is what I do all the time. And I do it with great metaphor and meaning. I never do it simply to shock you. There's not a moment of any visual aspect of any part of me that walks onto a stage that has not fully thought of the implication of every tiny, itty, bitty action, performance, and visual element. And I'm proud of everything that I've done here. I am fucking proud of it. Maybe I'll stay, maybe I'll go. And guess what? I don't give a fuck. I am queer and I have a story and this is a fucking stage. So I will stand here and I will love my leg and I will love every part of my goddamn look because it has more fucking meaning. What is your thought so far, Lori, by the way? I I love it. I also love how when she says, I don't give a fuck, she says it right at Eva. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love how Eva's like, and she slams the table right next to him. He's like, "What did I do?" Yeah, um, yeah, I love it. I think she should go off. Regardless think- of the, oh sorry, go ahead. No, uh, I- yeah, I takes. I would change nothing. Absolutely nothing. There's not a single part of me that I would change. I wouldn't change my makeup, my buns, my outfit. I wouldn't add tampons to my legs. I wouldn't do any of those things. They were unnecessary to my vision. And I don't give a fuck who doesn't get it. You're clear? I don't give a fuck who doesn't get it. I am here, and I am blessed to be here and to have this platform. But at the end of the day, I am a fucking nightmare for all platforms. Because I simply do not enjoy any shred of conformity. See, that I didn't understand. Well, Lori, look, now the, uh, the response to what you've been told and everything like that is... Um... The the Boulet brothers never criticized her look for being not filthy enough or for being too pure or anything like that. They 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 criticized the silhouette, which she would have had the same silhouette whether there were tampons or not. No, 
she, they they said from the waist down. Yeah, exactly. She looked, but Louisiana, look at Louisiana Purchase. Louisiana mm-hmm. Purchase has the same stuff from the waist down. Mm-hmm. And they didn't say shit about her. Mm-hmm. And now we come to find out that she could have had, she could have added more things. No, more no, 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 no. She's wearing tampons around her neck. Those were going to be the bloody ones. Those were going to be the bloody yeah, ones? Yeah, she was never going to have things below the waist. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I f- honestly feel like it was one of those things where I think Hollow knew that they were going home and they were like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to go down swinging. But yeah, I felt like <laughs> I love watching Eva just be more and more terrified. Um, I felt, I love also love how Eva started it out in the boudoir when they were back where they were like, Eva was ramping up to, I am Eva destruction. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Hollow goes, and I am hollow fucking Eve. It's like you go, girl. I'm hollow fucking Eve of destruction. Yeah, and um, yeah, I I uh, I am so pissed. I feel like they it undid all of the positive stuff that I I thought about the Belay Brothers because I can't believe they would do that. They had they had people eating puke and hair and blood and all. They had people eating blood and meat in the earlier episodes. Well, again, Why is that, that such well, okay. a fucking all right. problem? All right. Okay. So wait, hold on. I'm going to defend the Boulay brothers. It's not that it was the Boulay brothers choice, but you know, when you're on network television, like Amazon or on Netflix, I'm not on out TV, they may have their own standards and practices. Now, look, the argument against that is like, because the, basically what they're saying is they have a problem with menstrual blood, not other blood, not violent blood. And that's, yeah. a, that's a legitimate argument. Yeah, you're right. It's ridiculous. It just flies in the face of everything that they claim. But it to be. happened in All Stars Four when Manila Luzon had a red dress and she wore a tampon. She's gonna wear a giant tampon, and they made her take it off because. But that's that's RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. I mean, you know, RuPaul is like uh yeah, I see what your point away is. from just having you know a certain only a certain type of drag queen on there. I know so, what you're saying. You're saying they don't have people eating blood and murder and stuff like that on the yeah. episodes. Yeah. Also, and can I, we also say? What the fuck was Madeline Hatter's outfit? Like, yeah. what was that outfit? That outfit was simple. That outfit should have been on the bottom. The only reason why Madeline Hatter was safe was because she spray painted her mouth. Like, that's ridiculous. I, I'm, I just, I, I don't think it was fair. I honestly feel like Hollow Eve knew that they were going home, and they're like, you know what? I'm gonna just, I'm gonna scream my heart out. All right. All right, this week all the contestants will participate in the challenge, but the stakes are only high for Eva Destruction and Hollow Eve. A cockroach is placed in a clear plastic tube, and the goal is to blow the roach into your opponent's mouth. If you get the roach in your mouth, you lose. Eva Destruction blew the roach into Hollow Eve's mouth. Lori, any final thoughts? Oh, I didn't didn't talk about the extermination. No. Which we already kind of did. So then later that night... I'm just gonna. I'm just going. I'm winging it now. Later that night, Eva Destruction pulls up into like some sort of corporate parking lot because it's clearly like some sort of like weird local co- corporate parking lot in like a white SUV. Yeah, and, but she's in her full outfit. She doesn't change. It and, literally looked like she left in a huff, and yeah. then they called her on while she was getting on the freeway, and they're like, "Oh, we forgot to do your execution." Yeah, 
And she's in full costume and makeup, by the way. And she pulls off, and then they go, and then someone puts, uh, the boulets put a plastic bag over her and strangle her. But I wonder if there's something to this. They actually show, like, a photograph of the dead body just disposed of. And I'm wondering if it's going to yeah. come back. I've never seen that before. It's I, I hope, I, I thought that was the only thing that I thought was odd. And, and I missed that the first time I watched it. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you pointed it out because I just noticed that right now where I was like, oh, I forgot that they had, like, it was like almost like a, um, a black dahlia style like yeah. death photo so let me ask you this question what did you think of the extermination challenge itself like why did they have the other people doing it that makes no sense but what did you think of the extermination challenge i yeah i thought it was weird they uh, have they done this it seems like they've done this uh, every season now where they have one extermination challenge where they just have all of the or most of the queens participate in because they're just like, we just want to see how filthy you're doing. Yeah, I think, yeah, to make it visually more interesting. Yeah. I, I also, uh, Dal- I think, was it Dahlia and Landon mm-hmm. have been the, it, maybe, has Louisiana ever been for an, up for extermination? I don't think so, right? I don't know. So it's just Dahlia, well, I know Dahlia and Landon for sure. Mm-hmm. So I I think that's why they were saying, like, these you need to know what it's like to be in extermination. My question to you is because, um, you know, I think last se- last episode we talked about how or I talked about how I was frustrated that I felt like the exterminations didn't really have anything to do with who goes home. Mm-hmm. Do you think if Hollow had put the cockroach in Eva's mouth that Eva would have gone home? No, because they say, they always say up front that the the because there's never any stakes in this show that the outcome of the extermination challenge is never uh that doesn't determine that they they take into account also your past performance and how you've done the runway and all that stuff but they said that they this is your last chance to prove to us they, that you want to say here. that every single time i know but i just i see that's the thing is like i think honestly feel like it just I, the way that it, it came about, I felt like Hollow just swallowed that cockroach. I felt like Hollow knew that they were going home and they just kind of, you know, were just like, okay. You know what's so get- funny is I remember, I love how I gave that speech about misgendering her or them. And then yeah. I think right afterwards, totally misgendered Hollow Eve. So I want to apologize on behalf of myself, Afterthought well, Media, Lloyd Roggenkamp, for myself misgendering Hollow Eve. Didn't we find out last episode that Hollow Eve is like lo- is considers themselves lost binary, so they go by like he, she, they, them. Yeah, yeah. They go by I they, hope, they go I by honestly, pretty much any. I hope that Hollow is the one that comes back. And my okay, so I have two questions. Yeah, real quick. Mm-hmm. One, Madeline, why is she still on the show? Mm-hmm. And two, Pr- was Priscilla really drinking alcohol? in the in the challenge because they like uh had like a tall boy of pabst so are we to believe that she's kicked cocaine or heroin but is still okay to drink well i don't know if she really did or not and there i don't want to get into judging what addicts do or not but i know there are a lot of addicts who like go like well alcohol's okay it's just not as long as heroin that's a dead-on impersonation of an addict thank you that's really good thank you i like that but anyway did Um, you did you have any final thoughts on the whole episode yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Love Madeline Hatter mm-hmm. again, but I not only am I shocked that she's still on the show. I don't know how she is Victoria Black's uh, drag mother mm-hmm. because Victoria. I could see Victor 
Victoria being Dahlia's drag mother. Yeah. But Victoria is so creative and so whatever. And I feel like Madeline is just kind of middle of the road a little mm-hmm. bit. I don't think there's been a single outfit that I've been like, yeah, that's Dragula. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. She looks good. Okay. Like, she looks freaking great. But not this episode. I felt like if anybody should have gone home, it was Madeline. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, you know, I, uh, another thing is I feel like something's going on with Eva. I know we always say that I, I, and I still feel like Eva is the one who could take it, but now I'm thinking that maybe Landon's going to be the one. Who do you think is going to be the one? Right who now, has it, the right, if you had biggest, asked me right now, I would say it's Landon. Who do you think is going to be the one who has the d- deep, dark secret next episode? Landon. We have Landon, Landon. Hasn't, Landon hasn't said anything. And Louisiana. Oh, in Louisiana. You're right. You're right. I think uh I think either or. All right, I, look, go ahead. Yeah. I okay. would love what do you think Landon's gonna be? I think it's gonna be that she used to date men. <laughs> do you have any final thoughts in the episode? Uh yeah. Menstrual blood is not bad. It's blood, like everything. Did we else. cover everything? Okay, we covered. We 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 gave our complete thoughts on the extermination itself. It was yeah. whatever. But I think they've been kind of weak on it. We talked about it at the top of the show. We talked about the extermination challenge. I look. I always like when they do fear factor stuff. This is actually good because there's actually a clear winner and loser. It's not some sort of subjective thing. So I'm okay with it. I don't understand why everybody else had to be there. Yeah. Uh, and- no. I. But again, I don't think that there was a clear winner and loser. I think honestly, I feel like. No matter what happened, Hollow was going to be sent home. I think Hollow had a right to be uh, upset about them not letting her use to use tampons. However, I think it was immaterial in, in the in the in the Boulet's criticism of of, of Hollow. I, I I just learned that I can use any pronoun. But I'm still going to say Hollow. And okay. um, I will say too is, I, and the criticism has been made that it seems like Hollow when performance artists. People who aren't used to competitions have trouble taking criticism. And that Hollow is terrible at taking any kind of criticism whatsoever. Yeah, I do. I agree. I think that it, it shows a little bit that she is a little bit of a, a hypocrite. Because remember when she was with Yavska mm-hmm. and she was telling Yavska not to worry. I think any time that Hollow's gotten a little bit of a criticism, she gets a little prickly. Yeah. So well, um, I have to go pick... Uh, well, exactly. I've been trying to go for the whole time, and you're like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait! One more thing. Did you look at? Did you look at uh, Felissa Rose's socks?" I don't. I gotta go, Joe. Stop talking. All okay. right. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Hello Uglies. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Dracula season three. So, for Lori Roggenkamp and myself, menstrual blood is good blood. Roggenkamp hosts her own podcast, and they're all a part of the Bloody Podcast Network. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at PickleMyth. Joe Batanz is one of the hosts of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. You can find that show on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. 
Hello Uglies is an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>